0: for the Equalizer, and it's a beautiful sculptor square for us. This ball is won by Armagh Carline O'Hannan, the right person in the right seat.
1: This is Armagh for 10, the Equalizer, yeah, this is Kira Donnelly for point number 10,
0: outstanding! Life. Life. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Sideline Eye podcast. You're very welcome to our preview show and we're looking ahead to the first round of the Senior Football Championship. Joining me to do so is Peter Nugent and we're going to discuss all of the upcoming action coming across Friday, Saturday and Sunday this weekend. As usual, we're going to do it in the order that the games are going to be played in So, to start with will um go to the Friday night game, and it's Graham Moore against Pierce Oaks in Abbey Park at 7 o'clock. Peter, this game, um, I suppose it's, it's very hard. I don't want to be too critical or too harsh of the Oaks, but their intermediate football next year. They've lost a raft of players from last year, like the, the old guard of Chris Raverty, Jared Barton, have sort of stepped away. Obviously, Shardy Clark has stepped away, and he's the manager now. Um, For this weekend, Andrew Duffy and Steve McManus are suspended. James Freeman has now he's concentrating on boxing this year, so he stepped away. There's a huge gap on that PSO team before you even start getting into the, the ins and outs of a of the championship game.
1: Uh yeah, yes. <laughs> it's no it's been no no surprise really when you when you consider the personnel that they've had to do that this year that they were that they were gonna struggle at that level. Um yeah, I suppose you have to feel for 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 Shorty. Um in the hand that he was dealt with, really uh, difficult league campaign. Seen them uh, against the Grange, uh, in and one of the, the last few uh, league games. And in, in fairness, look, the Grange needed to win that night, but there was a fair bit between the teams uh, on a quality level. You'd have to say, um, and it probably just looks like one of those occasions where you know the O's are just looking really the season to sort of come to an end, so they can sort of. Get back into neutral, get reset, see who they have and who they don't have going forward and, and, and try and rebuild from intermediate.
0: And Graham Moore, there, obviously, they'd be happy enough for the draw. I would assume, and going by the leagues, Graham Moore are heavy favourites to win this. And when it comes to our predictions, I assume we're both going to go for Graham Moore to make it through here.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I suppose, look, there is the, the derby element, I suppose. Um, Graham Moore, uh, there's certainly never any love loss never comes down to them playing any of their city counterparts and in over or, or harps, but great Graham Moore more of a lot of exposure at one A over the last number of years that you know, they did hang in. Um although I think they were maybe relegated this year, Sean. Um, just you on know, the
0: last day. They stayed up well,
1: they this year. They stayed up, yeah. They just stayed up on the last day. Mm-hmm. So look, you know, resilient group, uh, good management team. Uh a lot of experience um makes it Jason O'Neill there, Ran Roberty, um Brent Boyle in midfield, like like good seasoned players, uh, with lots of championship males on the clock. So yeah, you'd be expecting Green Moore to play their experience to use here and then come through with it for a fair bit of spur.
0: Yeah, so we're both both going for Graham Moore in this one. Um, Saturday then it's Madden on Clevy and Peter just to warn you we'll be careful what we say here about Madden there's a few men very very unhappy with you and mostly unhappy with me for what, yeah. <laughs> what we said the last day but
1: Not constant um, coming out of
0: <laughs> <exhausted>. <laughs> so I'll make sure my, my um, face isn't up on the dressing room wall in Cross McLean this Saturday hopefully um, yeah. but th- this is all the potentials of a, of a really good game Peter the Madden obviously were in top top shape, the last day against the Grange, probably felt that they didn't really get a glove lay on them. I know Ethan's hot trick made the scoreline a bit closer than the game actually was, but Mod come through it really well. We're really impressive. Clevey have sat back; they've watched that game, obviously. What what would Clevey take from it? Obviously, me and Tommy were saying the high ball into the square is going to be an issue. Can we see Clivey expose that? Are they going to put you know Paul Quinn, James Donnelly or somebody in, in the edge of the square and try to expose that weakness?
1: You could see that. You could see that. Clevy um, have no shortage of physically big men. Um, I haven't seen them over the last number of years, and some of the personnel that that you mentioned there. I mean, Keelan McCombe. At this level, when he plays a full forward, is is extremely dangerous, uh, and he's a physical presence, and he can compete in the air, but also gives him that sort of dynamism as a, a really robust, good, agile ball winner um, up front. And I think if we, if a sort of throw back to to them last year in the in the quarterfinally against Cross, I mean it was an even enough game, Sean. There was there wasn't a whole lot really separating sides for for long periods, and Kleeve did get a run on him. And then I think Cross scored a, like a breakaway goal, maybe. at um, near the end, and, and it put maybe f- five or six points in it. But from what I can remember of that, they just key Cleavy's wastefulness. Players up front sort of backing out of shots and then taking shots on that weren't really on. And just maybe like a, a lack of confidence or lack of belief in themselves in that final third. But if you strip it all back, the rest of their game's good. You know, defensively at the back, they're very secure. Um, they'll usually play with numbers back they're very they're very secure in their shape you know and know what they're doing back there and they've got good legs another strong league campaign um and i know wayne's came in there and it's his first year and, and he's clearly hit the ground running with them so the confidence and the mood in their camp will be will be really bouncing but they're up against a a very formidable uh, opponent um and, and modern really rubbed our noses in it <laughs> to be fair with a very very comprehensive uh, win against Grange and it flattered Grange uh, hugely um, Madden were just too slick, too organised too quick um, and when they had to put their foot down and get the scores they got them, uh, they played a very controlled style at times of course they've got Nell Smith moving moving from deep in the field who who just gets stronger as the game goes on um, Connor Grimley playing, playing really Good stuff in round the middle, and probably stepping in to fill the breach that that now is not there to to, to fulfil at the minute. Uh, and ran playing playing really 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 good football, sensible playing to the strengths, you know, competing, knocking the ball forward, uh, and like Granger just caught open time and time again with that deliberate, very deliberate long kicking and, and the flick on. So Canadian have, have had a great opportunity here to to analyse Martin in the championship game where you can't really hold anything back or hide anything because if you do you're jeopardising your participation the rest of the year so you sort of have to go all out i'm sure they've been able to see how modern got great joy against grange and i'm sure they won't be uh, caught out having been able to see that um you would have to say that both teams were really evenly matched throughout the course of that 1a campaign and i wouldn't be at all surprised if there say it, We're even looking at potentially at a replay here.
0: Yeah, could happen. And I know that games in Armagh TV with the Bottom McAdam Colyhanna game on at five. So we're just. Sure I, say that, I,
1: say that, I say that because, uh, I just think with Madden, like <laughs> they're not going to give anything up mm. easy yeah. ever. You know? and I still have slight reservations about Killaby's killer instinct and do they have the outright quality up front I know they have the young lad uh, King I think up front who's, who's a real potent threat me as well uh, and the boys have been, have, been, have been really sort of you know, cutting their teeth at this level now for a few years and, and they seem to be growing in confidence um, sound at the back but there's just something about what, what you see with Madden is what you get and you know, they will fight there will be no lost causes that will hang in the game if needs be uh, and they could probably play the game on their own terms as well. So it's uh, it's, it's going to be really intriguing.
0: I think is it fair to say Madden can improve as well, Peter? Because their forward line wasn't really at it against the Greens. I know Aaron McKenna, He maybe got three or four points, but he could have had ten. He had that many, um, he had that much possession, and just didn't really bring a shooting boot to him. Kieran Robert, is so much better than he's shown the last day. So is there a p- potential for Madden to actually step it up and, and be better yeah.
1: than the war? Absolutely, I think really, you know, a lot of Madden's forwards were were sort of playing in the second year, um, throughout the game, um, McMullen as well up front has has got gears and levels to go up as well. So, you know, I think Madden will be the better for the game. Uh they've got that first championship game out of the way. They're settled into the competition. Klibi will have first day, first day, first round jitters, and um, that that just comes with the territory and. You know, Madden could exploit that, but I just, I just think they're both really evenly, evenly matched. Khalibi potentially have more of an opportunity to exploit them at midfield because they've obviously got Boylan and um, the other lad at the middle. His name escapes me. Yeah, Calmoher. Yeah, uh, and the two, the two lads are very formidable in the middle. Like, they're physically big cover ground well, move the ball forward when it's on uh, and there's big work with it. And won't be found wanting for doing the hard yards, putting the tackle turned in um, and, and all around putting Madden under pressure. So I couldn't call it. I honestly couldn't. I don't think there's,
0: I don't think maybe
1: it sounds like I'm
0: lopping out of this one but <laughs> definitely going to call it and draw it full time anyway. Well there you go Madden just so I don't lose any more friends from Madden and <laughs> lose, lose a few from Clevie there maybe. Um, so that's at 3 o'clock, 5 o'clock is Cully Hanna against Bally McNabb in the athletic rounds, first of a double header. and as usual, Peter, I'm going to let you talk about this game, I, I don't have much to add. The one thing I would say is that th- this has the potential, there's so many good forwards on the field, there's two Grugans, Gav McParlane on, on Bally McNabb's end, Cully Hanney obviously have Jason Duffy and Aidan Nugent, but they're minus Ross McQuillan who's suspended for this game, so that's... Um, a disappointment from their behalf but you, you take it away, give us your whatever you think is well, going to happen you, here
1: you, you haven't even mentioned Chris Cure's threat yet there from, from 45 Huge scorn threat <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah uh, look this looks like a straightforward one uh, and that's not to be you know um, disrespectful to Kali Hanna but their forming there's probably going to be A kicking them to a degree here but Cully-Hannitpin, they probably haven't been playing to the standards that their team of four, five, six years ago um, were setting. And there seems to be a bit of a decline set in there, um, which ultimately has resulted in them finishing in the bottom three in one being Be quite careful. You can't just say teams are relegated because if they win senior championship, then, then they're not relegated. So they finish in the bottom three. Struggle to pick results up. And I was sort of thinking when they got their, their county players back that things would really dramatically improve for them, but it doesn't really seem to have improved that much if you're if you're looking at their results. Um, they still got on the quality in, in areas, and and obviously with with and, and Jason coming back in uh, and spearheading their attack, it's going to it's going to improve it massively, but it's just the now we're just they're just too well drilled they're too well oiled at this stage uh been on the road a long time uh, there's great relationships built up in that team Cause now' we're the young team like they're far from it they're in my opinion they're probably coming into their their make or break year potentially maybe years maybe this year next year where it's gonna have to it's gonna have to happen uh, if not now then when uh, and i know that this year they've left no stone unturned them They've just had a really professional um, outlook and approach over the whole year. So, on that basis, I just don't think they'll leave any stone unturned and I think they'll come through this one. Uh, and if they get, obviously, Gavin and, and Rory, Jack, uh, Ram Waters, etc. moving moving well up front, uh, then then they should come through this one okay. I'm
0: just wondering on, on Hannah, Peter, how big of an influence is Kieran McKeever? Because obviously he's a He's a county-standard coach, so you can imagine they're going to be very well-drilled come Saturday night.
1: Well, it's, fu- it's funny, actually. Uh, one of the best uh, coaching performances I've seen on a football field came, came from Kieran McKeever last year in a league game uh, against Grange. We, we were playing Cully and Grange, and we sort of needed the win to win to move forward and, and try and get promotion. Uh, and collie were sort of fighting to stay up mumby and kieran played that day as a like a sweeper but he did play as a sweeper and it was just an unbelievable performance <laughs> he just touched the ball about four times but he had every single player in collie hannah playing to his tune he literally he thought he was just sitting in the park pulling like pockets just the players just knew where to run he was calling kickouts he was getting people to overload sides and you know it was just a brilliant tactical on-field performance so if he's able to do that when he's on field uh, he'll certainly not be found wanting when he's when he's on the sailing so uh i wouldn't i wouldn't doubt that that will would have them well set up or or that he won't have something up his sleeve here but just just looking at the form gate of the knob throughout the year um it's hard to look past them Winning's a habit, as uh, it's a good habit to be in and that's what they've done pretty relentlessly all year so uh, I don't see the wheels coming off um, at, at this stage anyway.
0: So that's that's five o'clock Saturday, seven o'clock, Mahri and the Harps. And Peter, I'm not sure if you were on with me this time last year when we were talking about this game, but I remember I was certainly excited about this game and I certainly built it up, but it failed to live up to its expectation, really. It was a poor... Now, weather conditions and everything else played their part, of course, but it did not live, live up to expectations. And hopefully the same won't happen this year. You'd imagine the Harps are coming in, bouncing full of confidence after winning the league. First time they won it in 31 years. And they're probably thinking a Mahari team without James Lavery, that's possibly just starting to be on the decline a wee bit. This is the time for the Harps to really push on and show their intent because they probably haven't lived up to their expectations in the championship since they won it in 2017 they haven't reached the yeah. semi-final since that so is it time for them to sort of push through again?
1: I would think that uh, I think that Armagh Harps are very much believing that this year they can they can win the senior championship I think they'll be very disappointed with how that game went last year against Monterrey, they really didn't do themselves a whole lot of justice I think from an attacking point of view uh, they, they really misfired on, on that particular evening um we, we actually played them a few weeks back in a, in a challenge game and it was the first that i had actually seen them well second time i'd seen them this year i'm seeing them up close in the, the flashing to be fair they did sort of sat maybe four or five of their more renowned faces out but i was i, was, I could only admire uh the pace uh on the 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 sort of relentless energy that they played the game with um in the first half especially and it's it's I sort of came away thinking this this team means business, um, and when you have that amount of like sort of fringe players pushing that hard at this time of the year, um, it, it bodes well defensively. They look very sharp. Um, they're aggressive. They're on the front foot. They're physical. Uh, the people that can go man to man, not overly reliant on, you know, giving lots of bodies back to to sort of look after them. They can they can they can hold their own court. Uh, and of course then they have a lot of athleticism uh, and the like the, the they get up and down the field and you Joe McElroy, you've Daggy McKenna um at, at the base of that and, and you've Charlie Vernon as well um who, who has been moved about I think to different degrees. You, you don't worry he's really gonna pop up, he could play it fall forward, he could play it fall back, he could be six, he could be midfield. Um and I just I like the look of them at the minute For Mahri I know there's maybe a sense that they're they're going to the well again for, for for sort of one last hurrah, and and you just you just you just can't ever write Maori off in that respect. They just you know they've been down this road before, and they're they're obviously more dangerous the more people don't expect them to do it. They have finished finish the league well, two wins against Cross in the space of a week, regardless of what the situation is. That will putting Jack huge confidence into that group. Uh Murray get better when Aidan comes back. That's yeah. that's how their season goes yeah. every year. He's probably the player that has the single biggest impact on on his club team when he when he comes back because he just he lifts the standard right across the board and you know the end players react to that and they know that he's 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 the main driver there. So um their management was was fresh in the start of the year. And I don't think it's fair to say that there was a bit of adaptation time there, and, and things maybe didn't get off in the best of the foot, but they grew into the season, and they probably felt hard done by, and he had not to stay up. Um, but that said, just haven't seen the Harps very recently up close and fresh. It just I like how they're moving, and, and I think they may they may just have enough to enough to get over the line here. But it's I mean it's you're
0: talking toss of a coin, outright really. I've, I've been sort of thinking Mahari the whole time and I've been just talking to a few people that have seen the Harps in a couple of games and my mind's starting to tone away. But on paper I would say Harps maybe have the, the edge but they're just maybe lacking that one forward that now I know Tom O'Kane's an excellent forward but he's probably on his own up there as their only real forward that's going to kick you know four or five points do they, ha- do they well, have somebody yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Look, Sean, Sean you could say that but <laughs> I think maybe the might of a couple of younger lads coming through that you know could be about to catch fire if they were kicking against us something to go away. you know well um, they do they
0: have a couple of boys Luke McKeever, James Walsh Kelly like new all ex County yeah, miners yes. like they're
1: they're all very talented boys very talented boys and and that's really where where my optimism for the Harps is coming from if I'm been if i been if I'm been honest here it's because I think that they have the depth. And i think they'll have a spread of people and players that they can bring in to, to really you know improve them maybe within the game uh, and i think that can't be understated at this level especially when you've maybe two of the top four or five teams in the, in the competition meeting in the first round it's going to be it's going to be marginal you know it'll probably be quite attritional yeah. uh if last year's games anything to go by you might see a lot of caginess uh in the opening exchanges it may take a goal from somewhere um and, and we know that Mahary have form for this like Brown fox up front there's always a goal in the game that's, that's that's how that works so it's going to be interesting for the harps on a mentality level if if mario do get their noses in front you know how do they deal with that you know can, can they absorb that can they take the the shock of conceding maybe conceding majors and still keep their head and still stay in the game and, and, and peg them back so there's a lot of there's a lot of permutations here. Uh, it's one not to miss and uh, yeah, looking forward to it. But I just think just think Harps could,
0: could nudge this, but but there will be nothing in it. Well you you convinced me, I'll go with Harps as well, just to play it safe. Um <laughs> Sunday then it's Sarsfield and Drummond T. this is in Pierce Oak at one o'clock, I think, Sunday morning. Um Peter's drumming T won the league last year. Suffered relegation um this year. I know injuries have definitely played their part. Aaron McKay with the county just it didn't work out for them this year. While Sarsfields were in the hunt for promotion up until I think maybe the second last day in Division One B, we know the forward quality that Sarsfields have um on when the the way the two teams up. I would say Sarsfields just have the edge in terms of firepower. Yeah, this is a this
1: is a this is this one that. It's a great draw for both teams, Sean. Yeah. It's a great draw for both teams. For Drum and T, they've had the sort of the good level of success that they had in the league, and the sort we'll call it the sort of the COVID league. Um, but they haven't really, like us call it a speed of speed, Drum and T haven't impacted the championship at senior levels from from really the Eden O'Rourke, Michal O'Rourke, Martin O'Rourke team. Like they've been more or less off the grid of being a real force at senior championship level since. So, this is a good draw for them. Playing Sarsfields, who only came up from Intermediate last year, is potentially as good a draw as T could have got. However, their own form line over the last year wouldn't inspire you. And it just, to me, looks like a team that are sort of running a bit low on, on energy or, or ideas. Um, I know they won their last league game, but it was sort of, you know, it was... To no real effect they were they were down anyway um but like we talked earlier we said winning was a habit not winning also a habit uh, it's not a good habit and it can be hard to shake uh source fields have have held their own this year in 1b Um, they are a flour side <laughs> they are capable of basically anything from the ridiculous to the sublime and you know, if, if they could find somewhere a little bit more in the middle and, and maybe not so much at either end of that scale, they'd probably be, be more at the higher end of 1B and probably probably would have been well in the shake-up to go up. Mm. Uh, but they're inconsistent. You know, they're inconsistent. They had some big wins and had some big big defeats. Uh, and that probably comes down to, like, a, a dwindled playing resource as well. Sarsfields would probably have strong, plenty players. But outside that, you know, you're, you're probably starting to struggle. They're forward heavy, um, but they've got quality. They do have quality up front. Uh, they'll be glad that this game is not in the Atlantic grounds because they just, Who don't do? seem to be, <laughs> they just don't seem to be winning up there uh, of late. And that will probably be, look, met on a mentality basis for them, it's probably a good thing. You know, it's it's probably a bit of a weight off their mind for this one at least anyway. And they'll look at Drummond T and they'll look at Drummond form line, and they will have to be targeting us. Uh, and Sarsfields are a championship club they do have pedigree and i, I would think if they can feed the the, the renowned forwards that they have in Tommy two millions and uh, thomas McElhinney, who who's had a, an excellent year he he has looked an absolutely outstanding player at one b level this year if they can get enough ball to those players which they will do because that's what Sarsweeds do they don't waste time they just, they'll, they'll get it forward as quickly as they can they can give Drummond to either fill of it here um, my only concern is I'm sure Brandon Hughes is working hard to to remedy this they, they do look a wee bit suspect at the back and um, a lot of the time they play with little to no cover uh, and I would have question marks about whether they're actually good enough at the back to play that way um, which if Drummond here are good enough at the other end they could be in business, but I'm just going to go slightly with, with Sourcefields here and going back their forwards to get it done.
0: Yeah, and I just think Sourcefields have the better forward line and I'm not sure it's open hear the team to really test out that defence. And um, Possibly we could see Legs McKenna on the edge of the square and a couple of goals and anything can happen, but I just think Sourcefields will have too much for that one. Um, then also on Sunday, half two in Bally McNabb, it's Clon against Kerr Cropen. And if the league's anything to go by, Peter, this game is going to be very one-sided. But as we know, it it doesn't often play out like that. That um, the league results you can't read into them too much. On Kierkroppen, the last two intermediate winners, Clan's and Kierkroppen and Kierkroppen showed last year that they're a serious team with real potential, youth coming through and some experience still hanging through there. On the same with Clan loads of um loads of experience and some um, youth coming through as well so this could be an interesting one but I assume we're both going to go for the clans to get the job done? We are, uh,
1: look look, we are, um, Boy Flynn's uh, very a very astute coach, very astute manager um, and he will have his bases covered here and, and this will be You'll see a different character here in in this game, Sean, than than you would have seen in the league. I'd be pretty certain of that. Again, another club with with a very proud uh, championship tradition and Barry won't uh, be spurring the players with that uh, kind of rhetoric this week. He'll be reminding them that character are a proud club and okay, this year hasn't went to plan in terms of, you know, retaining their senior status. But the one the intermediate challenge of last year and, and there is a form line there for that group of players that they can turn up and like they shouldn't they shouldn't see this as like a shot to nothing. You know, they, they should still, with their full team out, be very capable of giving Tlanley you know, a you know a very good game here. I think it Woods on the ball, Kelly as well. Um their their strength around the middle, um with Richard Keane there as well, uh and Matthews at usually plays at six, they have a good spine, they have a good spine, Blaine will be in nets, uh, and he'll be pulling the strings, you know, from there and making them ticking, making sure they get a high retention on their kickouts, and he'll be contributing in play as well, obviously. Um, that said, we've been talking about this for a while, the Clans are, are, are on the up, um, and they've got good depth. Underage uh, level is going very well for them, and, and they're tipping in a couple of extra players uh, every year you're probably seeing that now the likes so of megan mcconville's come in lannick's come, come in and they're sort of established now uh in in their senior side and, and they're very competent uh young players um you add that in um with, with soup up front shea McParland uh is is probably getting better all the time for them uh in in the middle of the field and they're a strong side now like you know they are strong you would say that on any day, the fans could could have it with anyone uh, in senior level. Probably at this stage, they showed that last year across. They give them their fill of it for, but well, right up to the, right up to the end. Um, so they'll be the better for that experience. They'll be the better for, for uh, for their campaign in one B this year. They made right fist of it. They took it down to the last game or two to, for the promotion race, and they're getting better all the time. So. I expect Kyak Kruppen to be much more competitive here and to, to make a real game with us for, for a lot longer than they did in the league, but ultimately I still think the clans will have enough and it'll probably be their depth um of the bench that'll we'll probably probably see them home with somewhere between probably four and seven
0: points as well. Yeah, completely agree with that. I think Kiak Kruppen will give a better account of themselves and they are better than what, you know, some of the league um results suggested, but Clans just to have too much on the day. Um, quarter past four then in the athletic grounds first of a double header. this game's on TG4 on Saturday or on Sunday sorry it's Cross and Silverbridge and Peter for the fourth year in a row Silverbridge have drawn Cross and I don't think there's a more unlucky team in the last four years and every year it's it's just been one sided there was one year I think the first year maybe up in Culley Silverbridge gave them their fill of it but just didn't have enough to really test them now. Obviously, Ashleigh O'Neill's not going to be there. Um, don't know what the crack with Jamie Clark is. I know. I think New said he are playing Saturday, so he should be available. But uh, you'd imagine that it's just Cross Glen are going to be too strong for um the for Silverbridge to cause an upset.
1: Sean, look, I, I, Silverbridge to me, they're they're a bit of an anomaly. Like I really don't know what to make of them from one week to the next. Like, to me, they have the makings of of a very good senior team. And they got to run the championship last year, got the semi-final. Oh, okay, they were beat on the day. and They were beat convincingly enough. Um, and they end up by Cross. And probably there is a level of mental damage has been inflicted on them by Cross now over the last three or four years. And there'll be a lot of work to do there not so much physically, but them lads to, to give them the belief that to make them believe that they can beat Crossmanland, and not just be out on the same field as them and playing against them and making it a game for 40 minutes or 50 minutes, but taxi actually say we have the right to be able to win this game. I look at their league performances. They probably done the hard work in beating the Clans in the second last game, which left them with Greens to beat who who had secured safely um in the last game and, and couldn't get the job done, you know, to go up and it was in their own hands. And that to me just just leaves huge huge question marks over. them. Um on the other hand, Cross they probably been slipping in under the radar this year to a degree that, that we're never in any danger of going down out of out of one A. Sort of we're never in any danger really of troubling winning the league. But, that's not really their style, anyway. Blooding a lot of young players every time you see their, their team sheet refreshed up on social media, it's just new names um, <laughs> that seem to be appearing all the time. So there's been a nearly a total regeneration uh, on their team. Uh, and the likes of young uh, O'Callaghan and Fitzpatrick now seem to be taking up central central positions now, you know, in round midfield in 11 and 11, and that seems to be now where where they're building their their base of their team off Tony Cairns retired um so Aaron is is still playing and he's obviously going to continue to give them great leadership from the back James Morgan will will be looking to back up really good club campaign that he had last year and indeed a really good campaign from as well this year so Paul Hughes has committed full time to them this year um and when you start to reign the names off you just start to remember the potential within their within their group and, and how good they can be, and there's bound to be an element of hurt stemming back to to last year's fame with Clonard because I think when we break it all down, Planner thoroughly deserved their win, but put yourself in Crossmolina's shoes on that day, to be going in that last water break I think it was five or six points off, you know, to lose that game, I don't think you get over that that quickly because you have it and then 15 minutes later it's taken from you and you can't get it back Uh, and that i'm sure uh, hurt that group of players immensely Uh, and to lose two county fans in a row in that club it just wouldn't uh, sit too well i'm sure so i know that they're probably they're probably making a huge effort here to to come back uh, and, and really take this championship to, to anybody in their path and I think the lot's been made out of the price that they are yeah. really short odds but it's cross the lane they do have the most quality on paper and they have a point of proof and that's why they're short odds and they will come through this and they'll probably come through it with somewhere in around seven nine points a
0: spare and just quickly Peter before we move on to the last game I just want to ask you about Jamie Clark Obviously, he's he's with Newry City now and there's been a lot made of that. Um, what 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 do you see Cross doing with him, not only on Sunday, but as far as the goal in this championship? Is he going to be an inside forward? Is he going to come out and play as a centre-half forward? Is he going to be an impact sub? Is he going to stay in with McConville and two more in full forward lane? How, how do you see Cross best using him?
1: Well, I think he's been back now, Sean, like a while. Like I don't think he just... He didn't just parachute in last week. Like So... I think he's got his feet well under the table at this stage he like a lot of league football played there um and he'd be he'd be feeling good to go now we don't know what his soccer commitments if that's going to directly impact his playing time for cross or if he's deemed a starter or not but I think if he's there and if he's committing and you know you're wanting to progress and win games I think I think you have to play him but there is competition in that forward line and uh the young, the young lad, uh, Keelan Finnegan, I've seen him playing uh, McCrory Cup football and he looks like a real laywear. Uh, he had a good championship last year for Cross as well. and made some big impacts uh, and, you know, he will step up here. Keelan McComble will continue to develop. Uh, Keelan McComble probably on the, on the lay of the land over the last two seasons now football has been maybe the best forward consistently. Would say so, yeah. uh, he's been excellent and, you know, then you've brain uh he needs no introduction so uh there's just a man. seems to be a man's um competition there in our for places uh just and that's just us having a a broad sweeping conversation about it you know so uh i i do see clark playing probably probably see him now coming in could give them the option of potentially playing rain at 14 if he could pick up the 11 um jersey and, and just let him play let him play let him let him drift, find pockets, get on the ball, take men on, he can play finishes, you know, don't know if he'd be, uh, unbelievable at going the other way, but, yeah. you know, it's like anything else, you know, you, you're a man of that quality, you're quite happy to, to let to see him at a little, one end of the field, and do his thing, so, I do think he will play, I think they not waste any time, getting him in, uh, and it's what the young players are too, Sean can learn from him, Yeah, uh, seen Stephen Marsh, talking about him, in, in the Irish news, and, Basically, saying that he's been a real breath of fresh air and that the young lads are nearly in all of them, you know, so it can only be a good thing, I would say.
0: Yeah, crossed to come through on Sunday evening as well. The last one, Peter, um, Sunday at six o'clock in the Athletic grounds, it's Mullabone against Clonairn. On Clonairn, obviously down TK um, due to suspension. Conor Bale has stepped away this year. There's going to be a hole in that midfield and probably if Cormac Smith is available I'm not sure what his availability is, he didn't play in the league. Um, Owen McDonald only played, I think he played against us, was his only game in the last game in the league. Is that something Mullaban will try to exploit, that, that gap in the middle of the field? It's probably going to be Henderson and Conor McConville I would imagine for Clonairn?
1: Yeah, you could see, look, in my opinion, Sean, Barry McCambridge's best position is probably in midfield, you know, and it's probably him playing midfield as a just as an attacking weapon, you know, his surge runs and ability to carry the ball, take the game to the opposition and play play like a linchpin to save him, somebody that can hold and, and, and sort of, you know, just let Barry go and do thing. so I wouldn't be surprised to see, see Borey, boys had a summer away in America, and he's a player of absolute, absolute Quality like he showed that last year in the All Championship, he had some massive moments. uh and as I said, his ability to commit teams and going great for their throat is going to be huge. The Iron's chances Ter will be back as well, uh, which is going to give them uh, another serious, serious, much-needed boost. If you're listening to anybody in Iron, they're saying that uh, Jack Collins really kicked on and is becoming that sort of marquee stay, stay forward to supplement uh turbo as well so that's going to give them good balance you you look through their team like i mean look the quality nearly in every lane sean shea who probably occupy three or six Don mccarthy who basically can play more or less anywhere uh throughout the middle eight um and sean i think sean mccarthy's maybe suspended for this one
0: um Nothing, yeah, maybe. Oh, well, he,
1: sent I off. think he did, yeah, yeah, he, gets sent he got
0: sent off against yeah, sure. Daryl. Yeah.
1: yeah, so he'll be a loss. And, and as Tommy pointed out, Sean, you know, Sean's the, the man for all seasons, and he, he's really the man of the sand to, to look after certain problems. So Sean will be a loss to them. Uh, and Mullabong, like Mullabong to Peter McDonald, aren't to be sniffed up. Peter knows what he's doing, uh, very astute. He will definitely have a plan. He will have planern well looked at, and he will he will have a lot of forensic, detailed analysis carried out planern. I can assure you that. Uh, I suppose it's whether he has the on-field um, generals that can that can carry that out for him. But I think Mullaborn are on the right track. They have very good on the nineteen team by all accounts. Um, I think who who, who won the under nineteen league there last week, and there seems to be a, a raft of young players having to come through and play for them. Um, I know they brought uh, a new addition in their half back line, um, the, the young lad O'Brien, who who were hearing great great reports about as well. Up front, you, it is what you it is what you see in the thing. like you know, Eddie English has been doing it in, in club football on our man now for about ten years, um, Shelloy is is a naval deputy there as well uh kieran grant's still playing very smart player uh drops off into pockets and give him time and space and, and he can pick you apart uh and obviously then cormac smith cormac smith can dominate he can have it over anyone honestly uh, he's a serious operator in the middle of the field big powerful man unbelievable hands like he is he's a great one Fetcher of a ball yeah. in, in this quality at the moment. Uh and Owen McDonald, Owen McDonald's capable of 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 having big, big say at, at this level of football. Big, big say. But he's a little bit erotic. And some days he's in it, some days he's not. Some days he gets sent off from Mullaborn to be in this and the to stay with Clan Iron and the pace of Clan Iron are capable of playing this game at then he'd McDonald on the field and on the field for, for for the entirety of the game. Um all things being equal, Clan probably will nudge this, but I don't think it's going to be clear cut. I don't think it's going to be a procession. I think Mullabon will definitely be in this game well into the second half but you're just giving clan and a nod on knowing that they have the quality knowing that they have the people at the top end of the field that can they can hit the net score goals all through the championship last year and um, take care of a loss but for this one for this one you're just thinking they can still they can still share it and, and maybe build themselves a wee bit of a run there. yeah i think they'll
0: have enough i think on just based on pace alone, I think Clan will get through this one, but as you're suggesting there, it won't be a landslide. They'll, they'll certainly be tested. Um, Peter, that's, that's all we have time for. That's all the games coming up, all eight, um, coming up this weekend. And I think seven of them are going to be hopefully live on RMA TV if everything goes to plan. We'll obviously be covering all the games, previews, um, our few articles coming out about a to watch um, on our favourites contenders and outsiders for the championship as well so keep an eye on all our social media for them make sure to follow us on all our social media platforms on Spotify and subscribe to our YouTube channel if that's where you get your podcast Peter thanks for coming on look forward to hearing um, again from you next week thanks Sean for the Equalizer, and it's a beautiful sculptor score for us. This one by Armagh Carline O'Hannan, the right person in the right seat. Yeah,
1: Armagh for the Equalizer, this is Kira Donnelly for point number
0: 10. the cup of